Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. That's the Lord's word. I'm going today to the book of Isaiah chapter 62. Will you join me there? The book of Isaiah chapter 62 and verse number 10. Amen. Again, great to see everybody in the house. Appreciate you being here today, worshiping and praising God. Amen. He's worthy. Isaiah 62 and 10. Go through. Go through the gates. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Wherever you see duplicate statements back to back, go through, go through, cast up, cast up. There is a, a very serious influence that says, stop, look, look at this, see this. I want you to go through, I want you to cast up, and I want you to prepare the way. That's what I want to talk about tonight, prepare the way. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this service. Lord, I have been refreshed in your presence. Lord, I have been touched by your glory. Lord, I pray that you help in the word tonight, that we preach the word, Lord Jesus, in a way that, that brings revelation to your people and ministers, Lord, of, of food, Lord Jesus, to the soul. In your great name, let everybody says, amen. amen. If you would turn to your neighbor and tell them, let's prepare the way. You can be seated. This morning, I, I talked about that there is only two cultures. There's two kingdoms. There is the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness. There is the church and the world. There is the city of Mount Zion and the city of Babylon. There is the government of peace and the government of chaos. There is the mentality of light and the mentality of darkness. There is a, a kingdom filled with the spirit of Christ and those on the other side that are drunk on the perversion of the Antichrist. There is a worship in the kingdom of heaven that glorifies the God of, of all the earth. Amen. But then there is a worship in the kingdom of darkness that exalts flesh that exalts things that are contrary to the word of God. So you have Babylon and you have Mount Zion. I want to talk about these two cities tonight and I want to talk about their, their, their relationship to us and the harvest that we've been talking about. If you look at the historical context of Babylon and what it meant in the captivity of Jerusalem, 
Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon attacked and conquered Jerusalem around 597 B.C. Following the standard of uh, the Mesopotamian practice, they forcefully brought those some 10,000 Jews at one time to Babylon, from Jerusalem to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Chaldeans, that's what Abraham come out of, wasn't it? But, but Abraham, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Chaldeans, only deported the most prominent, the loved, and the professionals, and the craftsmen, and the wealthy. Babylon, it conjures its name, uh, uh, and the idea of thinking of Babylon, there's all kinds of impressions about Babylon. It was the most significant ancient city and empire in the, in the uh, parts of, 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 of the scripture. We see it prominent uh, until Rome comes along. Uh, we find that Babylon is prominent. Uh, Babylon is known as the place of captivity. Don't let the beauty of Babylon, don't let the hanging gardens that is a, one of the wonders of the world just, just capture your attention, amen. But Babylon, the world, is a place of captivity. Babylon today speaks to us of a place where the lost are living in darkness. Babylon speaks about the place where backsliders are being held captive from their homeland of Jerusalem. Babylon, it is a place of sorrows. They said in Psalm 137 and 1, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. There are those today, brothers and sisters, that have left the church and that are in a backslidden state that all they can think about right now is what they're missing from Zion, what they're missing from the church. They may give and present a front, but for whatever reason, God allows that memory of Zion, the memory of the city, to come back to their mind. So you have Zion, the church, and you have Babylon, the place of captivity. The Bible said in verse 2, they hang, that we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. And there they carried us away captive, required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, sing one of the songs of Zion. But you can't sing a song of victory in the place of captivity. It is the same place that Ezekiel prophesied about. Amen. Ezekiel was a contemporary of Jeremiah. Amen. And Isaiah. They, 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 here's what Ezekiel wrote about the condition of those that were in Babylon. In, in Ezekiel 37 and 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones that are in Babylon come back to life? Can these bones be reconnected again? Amen. He said, oh, Lord, God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, oh, ye dry bones. 
Hear the word of the Lord. And thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Hallelujah. I'm talking to some backsliders. I'm talking about some lost people that are nothing but a valley of dry bones held captive in Babylon, held captive by the culture of this world, held captive by sin and despair. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, and you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up Hallelujah, brought you up out of your graves. Hallelujah, and he'll put a new spirit in you and you shall live. God has got a plan to bring the captive out of Babylon. God has got a plan to bring the lost out of their sin state. God has got a plan for every backslider that has lived for God at one time and returned, and that is you're going to live. I got a plan for you to live. I got a plan for you to come out. I got a plan for you to put my spirit in you. Oh, praise be to God. Can we pray that God would send forth backsliders back, that they would come back with their hands in the air, worshiping and praising God. Shackles falling off of them. Life coming back in them. Can you pray that with me? Return, O Jerusalem, from your captivity. Return. The application of the dry bones, it speaks interpretation-wise about Israel in the natural, but also about those that are held captive in the spiritual. Those that are held captive with no hope. Is that Medorah? People that are held captive without any hope. Held captive by poverty. I'm tired of poverty being the rule of our town. And that we are known for being a poor town. If God would turn the lives of people around, I will tell you how we can go from a poor town to a wealthy town. And that's when the principles of the kingdom get a hold of people and they're not being led around by sin any longer. Babylon separates us from the presence of the Lord. Babylon separates us from the house of God. Babylon separates us from the worship of God. Babylon separates us from the fellowship of God's people. Amen. But I will tell you, Babylon, you may be the place where there is lost folks. You may be the place where there is captive folks. But I want you to know that the Lord wants you to come out of Babylon. God wants to take people out of the world system. God wants to take people out of the sin that has them bound. God wants to deliver people from habits and troubles and problems and broken relationships. You name it, Babylon has it. But oh, hear the word of the Lord. Come out of Babylon. Come out of Babylon. It is a constant throughout Scripture. I'm just going to, I didn't give you all these, so just hang on with me as, as I look at Ezekiel. 
Isaiah said in, it said in 48, 20, go out from Babylon, flee from Chaldea, declare the Lord this with a shout. Oh, proclaim it. Go out of Babylon. Jeremiah wrote, flee from the midst of Babylon and go out of the land of the Chaldees. Amen. Flee. He said it again in another place. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and let everyone save his life. Flee from Babylon and be saved. Free, flee from Babylon and be saved. Zechariah wrote, up. Get up, flee from the land of the north, declares the Lord, for I have spread you abroad as the four winds of heavens, declares the Lord. Up, escape to Zion, flee Babylon, escape to Zion. You will dwell with the daughters, you, you, you who dwell with the daughters of Babylon, escape to Zion. Get up, get up, get up. I pray in the name of Jesus for some backsliders, amen, from this church to get up, get up. Get out of that woe. Get out of that bondage. Get up. Pastor, why are you so loud? Why are you? Because I'm eat up. I want to see them saved. I'm tired of the enemy taking them down the road of despair. Come out. Here's what Revelation says. Come out of her, my people. Speaking of Babylon. Babylon. God wants his people, the lost, the captive, to get out of Babylon and make their way to Zion. There's a path all the way to Zion. But to get out of Zion, you got to get out of Babylon. Our original text says, go through, go through the gates, prepare the way of the people, cast up the highway. Amen. Go through what gates is he talking about? I believe in studying this, in this particular location, he's talking about the gates of Babylon. Babylon's going to open up its authority. Gates speak of authority. God is going to pull back when we begin to pray, when we begin to work, when we begin to reach. God is going to open up the doors of Babylon and there will be people that we would never think that will begin to walk through it. God is going to open up the gates and they're going to hear the cry, come on, come to Zion. Come to the city of our gun. Come to the church of the firstborn. Come and be healed again. He's talking about the gates of Babylon. He said, I want you to prepare the way for the people that is coming out of those gates. And the way you do that is that you make sure the highway is fixed and repaired. Don't you love Indiana? Every road has a orange and white barrel. It's our state flower. Construction. But aren't you thankful at least they're trying to make it better? Aren't you thankful that there, there's parts of it that are done? What are they doing? They're preparing the way for the highway. Prepare the way. The Lord is saying, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go through the gates. Babylon, open your gates. And then I want you to prepare the highway. Amen. Go through. Go through. 
And then he said, cast up, or that means to mound up, to build up a road, to build up a turnpike, if you please. I want you to make a pathway for them. I want you to gather out the stones. I want you to clear out the way because there's somebody that's leaving Babylon and making their way to Jerusalem and I want their their access to be as uninhibited and not blocked. I want their way back to Jerusalem for every obstacle to be turned away. God, I want you to remove every excuse. I want you to remove every hindrance because he's calling them out of Babylon back to Zion. Now the pathway in that day from Zion to Jerusalem was dangerous because what thieves would do, they had thieves all along the way, robbers along the way, and they would literally destroy the road so that, and, and present obstacles, putting rocks and things so that when the people stopped to have to move them, they would rob them and they would steal from them. And the Lord is saying, I want you to remove those obstacles. I want you to prepare the way. I want you to make the way. Amen. Church, our job is to make the pathway for the sinner and the unsaved as, as unimpeded as possible. We want to make the pathway clear for them. Amen. The gates of Babylon are going to be thrown open in the name of Jesus. The way to freedom is going to be paved. The way from Babylon to the land of Israel shall be prepared. There will be a causeway, a turnpike that will be made by God in these last days. And we, his people, are going to gather up stones and we're going to move rubbish and we're going to encourage and say, come on, this is the way of holiness. This is a way of hope. This is a way of salvation. Can you give God praise? If you look at that text, Isaiah 62 and 10, amen. And you look at verse 11, it says, Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the earth. What is he saying? I'm going to shout. Because the captive are coming home. I'm going to shout because the captive are coming home. Is there anybody want to shout with the Lord for the captive that are coming home? Oh, hallelujah. He said, I will proclaim it at the end of the earth and say ye to the daughter of Zion, behold, thou, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him, and they shall call him, or shall call them, speaking of Zion, they shall call Zion the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Woo! Hallelujah. That's the place that God is saying, come back. Come back. Come back, oh backslider. Come back. This is the city of God. This is a place of worship. This is a holy temple place. It's where the redeemed of the Lord call home. Prepare the way. Throughout Isaiah, 
There are spotted messages that reveal and speak about this preparation. Isaiah 49, 11, the Lord said, I will make all my mountains, I will, I will make all my mountains away or a highway, and my highways shall be exalted. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to prepare a path. This world is reeling and rocking. Darkness abounds. But the Bible said where there is much sin, grace does much more abound. The darker the night, the more powerful the light. So what is the Lord saying? I am going to make a way for a return of captives. In Isaiah 57 and 14, and shall say, cast up, cast up, prepare the way. Take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people. I want you to get ready. Leave them no reason, no excuse. Prepare, prepare for them. Hallelujah. Let me just talk to us now in the present tense, what you and I are called to. We are called to prepare the way. We are called to remove obstacles. We are called to make the way straight, yes, but we are trying our best to make it a pathway that would, be, would not be impeded by anything we do. How do we do that? By loving our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. Here's a good time for us to say amen. By treating people with kindness. By not looking down our nose at them. By not giving them a holier than thou look and a nose stuck up in the sky because we are so superior. Amen. God calls people like that snakes and vipers. But, but you know, how, how do we... Take out the songs. Amen. We don't run our church down in the front of other people or anyone for that goes. We don't talk bad about our brother and sister that we go to church with. We don't talk about how bad the pastor is. We don't talk about that music that's so awful. We don't talk about the people that are messed up. Amen. But we've got to make people feel welcome by our outside action, not always just in our inside activity, but we need to by our outside action. So what do we do? Let me just tell you, in this year, I'm believing that we're going to see new ideas coming about outreach and what we can do and how we can help our community. Amen. And when you go pick up somebody's yard and clean up somebody's yard, or we go mow somebody's that, that can't take care of themselves, you know what we're doing? We're moving obstacles. When we have our 4th of July celebration, you know what we're doing? We're moving obstacles. What do you mean? I mean, they're getting to see us for who we are and what we are and we say it loud, amen, and live it by our influence. What are we doing? We're moving obstacles. Everything we do, every deed we try to take care of, every idea of outreach, it ought to be we're preparing a way. We're preparing a way. We're removing people's mentality and thoughts. Oh, it's a heart. I can't go to that church. I can never go to that church because women don't wear britches. Yeah, just tell them, come on anyway. Amen. Come on anyway. Amen. We'll let God reveal what he needs to reveal. To them. That's, that's, that's like scaling fish before you catch them. I, I need an amen right there. 
How do, we, how do we prepare the way? How is it that we prepare the way? By giving attention to our ministries, our Sunday school ministries, our children's ministries is a way that you can come and be blessed, that a, a, that a parent can send their child, that a parent can come and bring their child on Tuesday night or Sunday morning and go back to the back and have something special for them. Amen. Aren't you thankful? For Sister Micah and all the Christian education team, what are they doing? They're not just teaching lessons. They're preparing the way. They're not just doing crafts and things. They're preparing the way. Hallelujah. This is how we prepare the way. We prepare the way by putting on, having a church that presents itself in, in a good shape. Aren't you thankful for, for what the Lord has helped us do? Well, we got more to do. We got more building things that we need to do. Hallelujah. We got to have a vision beyond just okay we got this done but oh let's prepare the way we want it to be a place that somebody will feel welcome in that somebody would feel like this is the presence of the Lord removing all distraction aren't you glad for the worship of our church amen but it's the worship that helps remove distraction I believe again in Isaiah 62 and 10, he's talking about the gates of Babylon. But if you'll go with me to Isaiah 60 and 18, here he's not talking about the gates of Babylon. He said, referring to Mount Zion, to the city of Zion, violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation. You will call your walls salvation. What does that mean? Babylon, captivity, here is salvation. Amen. Alcoholic, here is salvation. Drug addiction, here is salvation. Amen. You are messed up by the LGBTQ mentality. Here is your salvation. We've got to have a, a mindset. We're ready. We're ready to help, to save. But here is the walls of salvation. It's known as the word of God. Come and be saved. Regardless of who you are. Paul said it like this. There used to be there's some of you that were homosexual but you have been changed and you have been washed. There's some of you that were adulterers, but you have been changed and you have been washed. Some of you were thieves. Some of you were liars. Amen. That's what he said. You're a has-been. But where did they find it? In a place called salvation. In a place called salvation. But how do we get into Zion? Because your gates is praise. The world, Babylon has a counterfeit for so many things that the church has in reality and truth. You know what? There are people that go to the bar because they want to be together with other people. They want to be with other people. But if they only realize they didn't have to lean on that alcohol to numb their emotions and feelings but they can come to the house of God and be with God's people and that be a, such a help to them. You know what? We have a job to remove every kind of obstacle. So it's important what you post on 
Facebook. You didn't see me going there, did you? It's important that you're not arguing with your neighbor over some kind of issue. Or arguing worse yet with a brother or a sister on Facebook over some kind of issue. Can I get an amen? That's how you remove, remove the stones. Well, pastor, what am I supposed to do? I got a problem. Well, let's go do the Bible way. Read Matthew 18, and that tells us how to handle it the Bible way. I believe today that the world is looking for the gate of their captivity to open. But then the next step is for somebody to help them find their way to a place called salvation, to a place of praise. Come on and lift your voice in this house. Our job is to prepare the way. Our job, everything that we do, from the ushers and greeters to the way that our service is flowing to all that we do, from our live stream to everything beyond that that we do, it's about making the way for a backslider to come back, for a lost person to be saved. Stand with me, please. Another way that we can prepare the way is practice what we preach. Live what we believe. Be real. Be transparent. I realize that there is a lot of talk that says, you know, those Pentecostal people, I would go there, but they're crazy. Yeah, Brother Chris got it right. We're crazy for Jesus. We're just passionately sold out. And I would dare say that at the last IU game, there was more shouting than there was here tonight. Not that we're trying to compete with IU. I'm just simply saying, look at your own way of worshiping. Concerts, things that people do, all kinds of crazy things. Well, my Lord, he saved me. He brought me out of the miry clay. He has healed my body more than once. He's healed my wife's body more than once. He has touched my children more than once. He has blessed me and blessed me and blessed me again. And I'm sorry if my excitement and my enthusiasm might make you feel like I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy, amen, because I needed my brain washed anyway. I needed my life washed over anyway. And I can be excited, but I'm telling you what I'm saying right now is that don't let anybody use an excuse. Let's show them another way. Well, come check us out. Come check us out. Y'all crazy, y'all. No, just come check us out. Amen. Is there any, any laborers ready to prepare? Anybody ready to prepare? Hallelujah. I want to represent my king and, and Mount Zion in such a way that they're coming out of the gate, the authority of darkness, and into the gate <laughs> of praise, the authority of praise. Life trend. Come on, let's come to the altar, church. Come on, let's come right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you.
Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.